A well-rested Sam Knight back with some new FOIA follies. What do you got? Breaking news this week. The oil company that was recently the anonymous subject of a scathing government audit for allegedly concealing records of rule-breaking emissions was controversially allowed to use bankruptcy law during the height of the pandemic to shirk environmental cleanup obligations. Fieldwood Energy was the subject of the report, which was put out in June by the Department of Interior Inspector General. The company's name was originally omitted by the agency, but revealed to us in response to our FOIA request. (coughs) Sorry, you're going to have to take that out. I just, I wanted to get it on the record. You're obviously not going to take it out now, but that's okay. Let's just, let's just soldier on. We also asked the agency's inspector general for records related to its decision to not name Fieldwood Energy in the report. Interior officials said they found no documents responsive to the inquiry. They didn't put it in writing, and you can probably guess why. June's report of Fieldwood practices concluded with a recommendation that Interior tweak its inspection process in order to help regulators ferret out corporate deceit. The investigation found that Fieldwood, quote, may have manipulated or misreported data in its gas flaring and venting reports pertaining to volume estimates and equipment breakdowns. Flaring and venting refer to oil companies burning off natural gas created as a byproduct of drilling. In our segment on the request we filed, we noted that Interior has rules limiting flaring and venting and that the gas could be sold or used, but doing so would be uneconomic for the oil company that released it. So drillers just sort of burp and fart the gas into the atmosphere and let the environment take another one for the team. Guess I uh, should have held on to that burp for a few more paragraphs, huh? Comes full circle. Would have been good there. Sketchy records kept by Fieldwood included rule-breaking flaring emissions being marked as routine. In other words, they uh, exceeded the regulatory limits on flaring emissions and just wrote it down in in their record book as just a normal day. Also, suspicious flaring and venting reports involving supposed equipment failures that had identical downtimes and emissions volumes, and the inspector general called that occurrence, quote, unlikely. When auditors flagged this for Interior's Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement, which oversees offshore drilling companies like Fieldwood, the office, quote, agreed that the venting and flaring activities were suspicious and warranted administrative action, It also said it would strengthen inspection procedures in response to the IG's recommendation. But it's still not clear why the identity of the company itself was concealed. After all, Interior's report included information that could be used to identify Fieldwood with some effort and investigative resources. And Fieldwood's environmental practices are especially now a matter of public interest, because they were at the heart of an incredibly controversial bankruptcy case that took place last year. Fieldwood filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy restructuring and thereby avoided more than $7 billion in environmental cleanup responsibilities, foisting them onto other oil companies and, of course, the public through the Department of the Interior. Here's how Grist's coverage of the trial described Fieldwood's plan. 
It was built on, quote, moving older legacy wells and drilling rigs that are expensive to clean up into two entities while creating a new company, appropriately named Nuco, to purchase the more profitable assets. The company proposes outright abandoning a fourth bucket of assets consisting of more than 1,170 wells, 280 pipelines, and 270 drilling platforms. They just wanted to leave all that shit to rust, just to sit there. Grist continues, aging wells and drilling platforms pose multiple risks to the environment and human safety, including oil and gas leaks and explosions, end of quote. NOLA.com noted that Fieldwood's plan included abandoning 6% of all active wells offshore of Louisiana. So in case it's not clear what was going on here, Fieldwood was declaring bankruptcy in order to rid itself of the unproductive, the unprofitable uh, parts of its business and uh, just letting, you know, letting the uh, everyone else deal with the rest. Let it let it be the backdrop to some post-apocalyptic future movie. Yeah, I mean, and 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 you can bet that cases like these are only going to rise with interest rates rising and uh, a recession coming. So get get ready to energy companies going bankrupt and just leaving the biggest goddamn messes behind them. Yeah. Yeah, what what movie are you, what movie you got in your mind here? For some reason, I got Waterworld, but maybe that's just because of rising sea levels. I was thinking of about the Fallout video game, but ah, pretty much all any movie nowadays, you know, they're all the same now. They're all like the future is going to be real grim, guys. It's going to be pretty bad. Get ready, get ready. Grist also reported that Fieldwood is one of more than 260 oil and gas companies that have already filed for bankruptcy in recent years, since 2015. And uh, Fieldwood actually filed for bankruptcy twice in that time frame, once in 2018, once in 2020. And uh, the 2020 filing was one of a series of industry filings that came after the pandemic caused energy prices to no to nosedive and uh yeah many companies just filed for bankruptcy chapter 11 to restructure and get out of whatever obligations they had to the environment their workers and other creditors to be fair to the oil industry this was a strategy developed by the coal industry specifically by peabody energy which spun off environmental and pension obligations into a company that then filed for bankruptcy and uh, the court said it was okay. This is uh, this is fine. <laughs> Despite all this, the Department of Interior declined to name Fieldwood. Again, they declined to name this company, which actually ranks in the top 10 of oil companies violating federal rules alongside household names like Chevron, Shell, and Exxon. And again, this omission was for a report on how Fieldwood deceived regulators to violate rules, and it was so blatant that it forced Interior uh, to change its inspection procedures. Here's one hypothesis as to why Fieldwood wasn't named. If you're like me, you think that everything is more or less controlled by the finance industry, the purest expression of capital accumulation. This isn't supposed to be some anti-semitic dog whistle both of us are jewish here and uh 
you know, it, it's just the finance industry is pure evil, just uh, dead labor. That's it. Fieldwood was founded just 10 years ago in 2012 by finance dicks. New York-based private equity firm Riverstone Holdings established the company with some $600 million. The firm went on in immediate years after to acquire billions of dollars in wells, platforms, and other offshore drilling assets in the Gulf of Mexico. Again, bankruptcy twice since then. 2012, founded, established. We're here. We're going to quickly expand and uh, then file for bankruptcy. Oh, also, we're going to rack up federal rule violations at the same rate as companies founded in the Gilded Age. So you know what, Interior? Next time, just name the damn company. None of this calling in. We need to start calling out. (laughs) Basically, I should not have had to file a FOIA request to get that company's name. Should have come in the report. One more FOIA folly update. The Government Accountability Office already got back to us in response to the request we filed right before I left town. I asked them to release a classified report on the Department of Health and Human Services and the National Strategic Stockpile, specifically on how the agency was failing to meet its legal obligations related to said stockpile more than uh, two and a half years into a global pandemic. GAO said, no dice, they are not going to release the report to me because disclosure, quote, could adversely impact significant property interests or negatively affect public safety, end of quote. They did, however, say that a public version of the report will be available in late November. A cynic might note that this scheduled release is uh, just after the election and not before it. Hmm. It's a bit of a scooplet there. You uh, I guess so. revealed when this agency would publicly release a report. Two, two scooplets. Two scooplets, please. Two scooplets of news dough. <laughs> that was terrible. All right, and uh, stay tuned for our next FOIA Follies when uh, we talk about sending requests to every single government agency to search for the term Iglesias. Oh, God.